Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Brewville at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. It is draft day, and for Broncos fans, they're going to have to open their presents tomorrow, more than likely. I know this is a very big day for you. Um, You will watch the draft, I am sure, to see if you're picks come in the way you hope they do but i think we should start with the nuggets yeah and admittedly i will i will not be uh, watching quite with the same intent as other years because the broncos have to wait until pick 64 i'll be i'll mainly be watching to get a jump start on my best available uh piece that i'll be publishing not long after the first round ends tonight we're going to talk a lot of draft no question about it but i'd be remiss if we did not lead with the Nuggets, yeah. and with that, time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, Nuggets out of the playoffs. The big news coming out of the loss is that Nikola Jokic says he would sign a Supermax deal if offered. I'm not overly surprised. Uh, Jokic kind of reminds me of Tim Duncan, a guy playing in a mid to small market, if that's what you want to call it, mm-hmm. but doesn't feel like he needs the bright lights of New York City or going to L.A. or going to Miami. So that's obviously very good for the Nuggets. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um, overall thoughts about their performance last night. And obviously we're not going to be giving away Capri Suns and participation ribbons. No, but it was their best defensive performance of the series. It was. And uh, it was also a game in which, to give you credit, you kept calling to see more Boogie Cousins. And he played... A series high fifteen minutes last night. Right, he's and terrific. That, and then had and then was a, they they fed him down low, mm-hmm. and it worked. And and really it was it the it was the it was kind of the Nuggets' best shot. Very much a a, a zig when the opponent is zagging moment. That was that was their best chance. It it almost worked. Yeah, and in fact, if not for Gary Payton the second, it might it probably would have worked. I think Aaron Gordon got better as the series went on with about five minutes to play. You can make the case. Aaron Gordon was the best player on the floor. His hustle was nothing short of terrific. He was fighting for rebounds. He was ripping rebounds out of the hands of of the Warriors. Um, The thing that concerned me is the reason why you wanted Jamal Murray on the floor. And notice I didn't put in Michael Porter Jr. We don't know what we're getting from him yet. And let's just be totally clear about that. Before we anoint... Michael Porter Jr. as the third best player on the team, and I know what his contract says, he hasn't proven he's the third best player on this team. And if anybody wants to argue with me, let's go look at his numbers, let's go look at his performance, let's go look at his defense. Third best scorer on the team. Okay. I think you can say that when he's out there. Maybe. But Maybe. When you add in the defensive, the defensive angle right now, you're still going with Gordon. I'd bring back Boogie Cousins if we're looking ahead to next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine he's going to want a huge deal, and I don't think he would get a huge deal. The one thing that I was hoping that they would do 
in games three and four was put Boogie and Jokic on the floor at the same time. But there's kind of a roster problem with that type of thinking. Who's your backup center to the backup center? And you don't have one. So you put both of them on the floor at the same time to try and pound it inside, which they did a fantastic job doing yesterday. You know, Aaron Gordon was aggressive going to the hoop. Uh, Jokic played close to the hoop, generally speaking, got a lot of his points in the paint. But if you put both of those guys on the floor at the same time, you don't have options when they need a blow. I think you find another center to at least give you that option. Because when we look at what the starting lineup is going to look like next year, it'll be Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and either Will Barton or Bones Highland. They have a lot of guards on that roster, and that's fantastic. But none of them are very good defensively, and none of them are very good in crunch time, and none of them are very consistent. Take one of those guards out and give me another big man so at least you can give another look. Yeah, I think, and if you're talking about what else you're going to have out there on that roster um, in that starting five, I think I'm going with the upside of Bones over Will Barton. Yeah. I'm not sure that Michael Malone will. But if it were my call, I think I think Bones. I would too. I think Bones would be will be if he starts at the start of the year, will be a better player by the end of the season than Will Barton would be if he started the entire year. I think his upside is much higher. Yeah. Uh, one problem that the Nuggets had in the final four or five minutes of that game, nobody wanted the final shot. Yeah. Bones and nobody it. could hit the final <laughs> right. shot. I mean, Bones he can be a little bit overconfident, but he wants the ball. He wants the ball, but he was making mistakes. Yeah. And then again, but that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to have to live with. And the thing is, if you've got Jamal Murray back, if you've got MPJ back, and you have Aaron Gordon back, and and Nikola Jokic, I think you can live with the high variance of Bones in the starting lineup as he finds his way and settles in. Right. So, what are reasonable expectations for next year? I think they should in the regular season. If if you are at full strength, full health, disappoint anything less than a two seed in the West. Wow, a two seed. I don't know if I'd go that high. Well, the reason why I'm going that high is why you, so you're putting them higher than the Suns, fully healthy. Well, not ahead. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm okay. I'm, I'm putting. Well, the thing is also, I'm putting them ahead of what the Warriors were this year. Even though they were banged up too, they were banged up. Okay, give me a fully healthy Nuggets roster. A fully healthy Nuggets roster for over the course of the year, I think, I think should win at minimum fifty five games. I they th- won forty eight this year with backups playing starters minutes at two, arguably three spots. Okay, having a, an actual full throttle starting lineup which then makes your depth better because then you have Monte Morris presumably coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And if if Will Barton is still with the team, he's coming off the bench. I like the idea of bringing back Boogie Cousins. A deeper team means you're going to be able to kind of withstand some things that th- this year's couldn't. I mean, it was a, with this year, with the Nuggets, it was, you know, next man up, next man up. You run, you run out of next men who can get the job done at a sufficient level. You put Jamal Murray on the floor and Michael Porter Jr., you have a team that will win more home games. Not because they're better than the other guys on the roster. It's because those guys can run. Yeah. 
So one reason why I think their home record wasn't as good, they were a half-court team. That's exactly what they were. And, and let's assume that uh, they are at least as good on the road as they were this year, which I think would be a fair expectation. Well, they're going to try and run more. Right. And sometimes that doesn't play well on the road. It doesn't, but you're also better. You also should be better conditioned and deeper as well. That's, an, that's, that, that's where the other, the other area where the depth kind of kicks you in the tail. You can't you can't have the running game because you just don't have you just don't have as many people that you trust. I mean, you're having to give at at various points this year. You're giving significant minutes to Faku Kampaza. I and am he he should not be in the NBA at this point. I'm not ready to lay down the gauntlet and say they should at least be a two seed because we don't know what the injury situation is going to be like. How healthy they're going to be. We don't know if Michael Porter Jr.'s back is going to hold up. We still don't know that much about him. Well, I did get put the caveat if they're fully healthy. Okay, but okay, then then we let's, need let's assume let's assume MPJ misses uh, twenty five games. Okay, then we need to put the caveat on everybody and being I'll, everybody being fully healthy. Then if they ha- let's say they have a normal year in terms of injury attrition, a normal year for a team. So for everybody, yeah. Okay, so that mean you know so that means in the starting lineup of, of your five starters combined among them there are 50-man games missed, okay? That's pretty normal, right? Sure. About 10 games a, guy, 10 games a man? Sure. They should be disappointed with anything uh, lower than a three-seed. Okay, well, um, f- uh, basically a fully healthy Suns team. I'm not picking against the Suns. Fully healthy Memphis team that is just getting started with John ja Morant, and they're really good. <clears throat> I'm not ready to put the Nuggets over them. As far as Golden State, a pretty much a fully healthy Golden State team, I'm not necessarily ready to put the Nuggets ahead of them. So already for me, I'm at four. I think you should have higher expectations than that for for a team. I I think it's fi- I think it's fair to expect them to be more than they have been. I agree. I agree. And, and if, how many games did the Memphis Grizzlies not have John Morant for? I know they played well. I know they won games. I get that. Memphis is a really good basketball team. And oh, by the way, here come the Minnesota Timberwolves. Morant, by the way, missed 25 games. Oh, I know. What if he doesn't miss it? But any? you're also, but but you also let's assume that some of these teams have in, injuries, normal normal injury rates, maybe even higher than normal. I think that's let's let's yeah. let's just talk about teams fully healthy the entire year. Fully healthy. I'm not ready to put the Nuggets over Memphis or Phoenix or Golden State. Listen, uh, but we've barely seen this team full, fully healthy. The, the last, the last glimpse, the last glimpses that we had of this team fully healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had what the four games together, eleven or eleven, not right. and, and in the bubble, the, the bubble they didn't have Aaron Gordon, right? Yet, right? They had eleven games with Aaron Gordon, and you know what that netted? Huge contract for Gordon. Huge contract for Michael Porter Jr. after 11 games. Well, no, no, no. Porter got the contract also based on the fact that he was a good scorer in the bubble, too. I understand that. It wasn't just those but it was 11 those, games. But it was those games. It was those games where Conley said, this is my team and I want to keep everybody together. Aaron Gordon Jr. Or Aaron Gordon Jr. Aaron Gordon said after the game, I am not going to work harder necessarily. I'm going to work smarter. I've heard some people criticize that. What are your thoughts on that comment? He said, 
I'm playing with a guy in Jokic who has a high basketball IQ, and I need to find a way to compliment him. I, I love what he said. You know what? I, so do I. I and I've heard what, so many people pe- criticize Why are people that? upset with that? Because working smarter also, it's no, it's knowing your role. Working smarter right. also means pacing yourself. It's a long-ass season, right? Why did the Milwaukee Bucks just pound the Chicago Bulls? even without Chris Middleton, because they worked smarter the entire year, knowing knowing that they had to be team load management for a while. Okay, that meant they weren't going to get the number one seed in the East, but that's not what it's all about. I think if everyone said they were going to work smarter, I I don't care if, if, if people criticize it. I think that you always want people to work smarter because those inefficiencies are... What will drag you down eventually? This is what this roster is, minus Jokic. When you look at scoring and rebounding and assists and individuals and how they do that, these guys on the roster currently, I'm not talking about Porter Jr., and I'm not talking about Murray, but you can make the case maybe I am including Michael Porter Jr. in this a little bit too. A little bit, not a lot. Every guy currently on the roster is good one out of every five games, like really good. And this series went five games, and they all burned their candle in game four. At least on the offensive end. You had, I mean, I, I, I thought some, I thought, again, I thought defensively they had by far their best game on, on Wednesday night. They had a fantastic game last and night. And they had a fantastic game plan. That was probably Michael Malone's best game. I agree. Tactic, tactically speaking. Well, it helps to have a game plan when guys are missing shots, too. Now the game plan but was some of them is shots are set. You know, some give the Nuggets credit for forcing some of those missions. As I said, go. As I said, I think it was a couple of days ago. I would. I understand they are a three-point shooting team. Talking about the Warriors and the Nuggets are not necessarily. It's hard to trade twos for threes, but they mm-hmm. kept pounding it inside. They kept driving to the rim. They got foul calls. The Warriors had an off-shooting night. They really did for them. And you know what else they did? They got cute with their passes. They went not an extra pass. They went an extra two passes. They just kept missing wide open shots. And you cannot expect the team to consistently do that because that's not who they are. I do think they were also a bit discombobulated though by the extra effort from the Nuggets at the defensive end. No. They, they, more, than, more than you saw in the first four games. The Nuggets played a better defensive game. They, it was their best defensive effort. And they did it really without Austin Rivers on the floor. Good for them. But by the they, way, by the way, you know how many games were lost uh, by Nuggets starters this year? If you're counting Jamal Murray as a starter, no, 181. Wow, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, it's two guys missing the entire season. Yeah, one missed one essentially. One missed 72. One missed 81. That's uh, or 82. Two guys. That's where that's where the spike comes from. Again, if you can just have average injury luck, right? Then. This this team shouldn't settle for anything less than a deep playoff run next year. Tonight is the start of the NFL draft, and there's nothing really to talk about here in Denver unless you be creative and find things to talk about, like how much panic would Broncos country be in right now if we actually had a number one pick? Looking at the rest of the AFC West and AFC. That's next. It's kissing the dead.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Stop by his office today as I need to change my estate plan. Mandy and I are getting married in about six weeks, so we need to make some tweaks. And there's nobody I feel more comfortable working with than Dan McKenzie. And I got to tell you, uh, once I did my estate plan probably about a year or so ago, um, I, I was so glad that I was done with it because I don't want the courts deciding what's going to happen. I don't want a doctor deciding what's going to happen with my living will. It really doesn't matter what age you are at or whether you are single. You probably need to do something to not only protect yourself, but protect your family as well. There's no guy I'd rather work with than Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, tonight is the start of the NFL draft. We won't be watching anything likely with the Broncos. We will watch what the Raiders do, the Chargers do, the Chiefs do, so on and so forth. But it made me think as I was writing this up, what would the state of emotions be here in Denver if the Broncos actually had their first-round pick, did not have Russell Wilson, looking at the landscape of the AFC West, because all that stuff would have happened with or without Russell Wilson in Denver, and the rest of the AFC? Desperate. And you know what? I think you're being kind with that word. Panicky? Yeah. Sky is falling. We have to find the right quarterback. And you have to take a quarterback. Actually, you know what? I take that back. You know what I think the Broncos would have done? Baker Mayfield would be on this roster. I think so, too. Because I think think they would have looked long and hard at the options. And uh, look. They have the room to do it, too. Yeah. I think the, the options would not have been appetizing. Um they wouldn't have gone for a quarterback because the bet. Well, frankly, the best option would have been loading up to pick a quarterback next year. But then again, there's no guarantee that you're in position to get CJ, uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Right. So I don't, I don't think they would have drafted a quarterback this year. To be I, honest with you, I think in, the, I think maybe in the second or third round, I think they would have thought about Malik Willis, given the tools, and he'd be available. And he interviewed well. And he'll be available by right, nine. Right. I think I think Malik Willis is the one that they would have probably thought long and hard about, especially working with Nathaniel Hackett. However, the availability of Baker Mayfield, and you presume they probably would have been able to get May- Mayfield for what, a two or a three? Not yeah, a one. Right. I think I agree with you. I think Baker Mayfield would have been the quarterback. Right but you now. know what? The way Baker Mayfield is wired from what I've seen from the outside looking in, you draft Malik Willis, you're going to have a powder keg of a human mm-hmm. being walking into that locker room in Baker. That's Mayfield. why I think if they had Mayfield, they would not have drafted a quarterback. They would have been, I think they would have had added an edge rusher. Right. 
Jermaine Johnson of Florida State, perhaps. If Or if they could have pulled off a trade down, I think they would have uh, really considered David Ojabo coming off the Achilles injury right. out of Michigan. So I don't know how much panic there would have been had they gotten Baker Mayfield, but let's say they didn't. They said, you know what, we're going to roll the dice on the draft. Mm-hmm. I think there would not have been a football city more on edge than Denver because everybody knows they would be taking a quarterback. And you know what? I think you might have teams moving up ahead of the Broncos. I think them getting Russell Wilson reshapes the AFC and how the Broncos are going to compete this year, but I also think it would have reshaped the draft because I'm sure there's one team that would have wanted a Pickett or a Willis, and they would have traded ahead of the Broncos. I mean, there's an interesting game of chicken going on right now at quarterback because right now nobody seems to know if the first quarterback is going to go off the board six to Carolina, mm-hmm. or if it might be as late as Pittsburgh at 20. Well, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, said he really likes Sam Darnold. <laughs> Carolina is in such an interesting spot because they need to trade down because they they don't pick again until the fourth round after the, after pick six. They need to trade down. The problem is no one's really interested in that. At this moment, now that could that could change tonight. We'll see how the board falls. The best, like the 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 scenario that would make most sense for Carolina would be trade down, get an extra pick, say in round two, and pick another position round one. Take a flyer on Sam Howell or some or Desmond Ritter in the second round, and then just see. And if it doesn't work out, oh well, you go back into the quarterback pool next year. What do you not want to see the Chargers or Chiefs do? Um, because when I look at the draft right now, and I yeah. I misspoke earlier in the show, the Raiders do not have a first-round pick. Right. They traded for Devontae Adams. Correct. Um, Chargers are up, I believe, at 17. Yep. Um, the guy they could pick that I think would be scariest, especially if we're talking about this, arm, this arms race in the AFC West, mm-hmm. would be Jameson Williams out of Alabama coming off the ACL. But probably, well, but tell everybody what position he he's plays. a wide receiver. He's the most complete wide receiver in this class. Once he's uh, got the rehab behind him, he should be plug and play. They wouldn't be asking him to be anything, anything more than their wide receiver three. If Williams is their wide receiver three with with Mike Williams and Keenan and, and Keenan Allen already there, that's kind of, that's going to be kind of scary. I, I'll tell you who I, I, don't. I don't think team. I don't think anybody really has the set of corners who can deal with all three getting passes from Justin Herbert who can throw lasers all over the place. I'll tell you who I don't want to see them pick, yeah. and it's a guy you like very much. Yeah. I thought, tells you how much I know about the draft, mm-hmm. that Kenneth Murray was going to be a really good pick for the Chargers. Inside linebacker, mm-hmm. he hasn't been very good. But Devin Lloyd. A guy you like a lot. I do like lot. Devin Lloyd a lot. And yes. he might be available. He's a cover, coverage linebacker. He sure is. Best coverage linebacker in the draft. And honestly, I don't want to see him go there. I just don't. I think offensively with Herbert, Mm -hmm. they're fine. Defensively, I mean, first of all, look at their edge rushers. And then throw in Devin Lloyd. And then Derwin James on the back end. Right. Now, as for the Chiefs, there is one guy I do not want to see on the board, and I do not want to see him go there. And that is? 
Trey McBride. And I think there's a real chance he goes there. And you know what? <laughs> that is going to be a big problem for Josie Jewell. Okay? Because he's going to be left. Because you're going to have... Uh, you're going to go with a six defensive back set. Right. In all likelihood. So probably, so your dime back can presumably go against Travis Kelsey. Right. But then somebody's going to be left on Trey McBride. Right. Yep. I, I, there, the thing is, even though Kelsey is, hasn't lost a half step, he's still very effective. There really isn't a team in the NFL that coverage wise has the ability to deal with both McBride and Kelsey at the same time. They get them. Listen, we know what happened with Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, and it really hasn't been tried to be duplicated since Aaron Hernandez went to prison. Frankly, I think uh, Pat Sherber failed creatively by not trying that from time to time with Oak Wabedom and Fant last year. I agree. So, it's and I mean this as a compliment to Andy Reid. You give a mad chemist, and that's what he is because he's so creative. You give him a couple of extra bottles of something to work with, holy smokes. And oh, by the way, if teams do attack the Chiefs by doing what the Bengals did and dropping eight, McBride and Kelsey both block. Right. And the thing that I think separates Kelsey from a lot of other tight from tight ends, I think the reason why Kelsey and Kittle are probably one two mm-hmm. is because they are better blockers than, for example, Darren Waller. Yep. And Trey McBride is he's not a devastating blocker, but he's a good blocker. He's willing, but still pretty good at it. Right. He's better put he's a lot better than Noah Fant when he walked when Noah Fant walked in here. Right. We we could Fant we, was willing but not very good. McBride should walk in and be an above average blocker wherever he goes. You put McBride and Kelsey next to each other on the line. You look at the Broncos defense. If their pass rushers stay healthy, could be a problem for other teams. Could be a problem for other teams. As far as cornerback goes, I don't know who's going to cover both of those guys. Um, You certainly don't have an inside linebacker who could do that. It is a whole mess of problems for the Broncos. The Chiefs could get exponentially better in this draft if they pick up one of the top two tight ends because you know what what Andy Reid's going to do with them, and he's going to wreak havoc on everybody. That's what I do not want to see. Coming up after the break, do you remember what you were doing last year on day one of the draft? I do, and it almost turned out to be one of the biggest stories in Denver sports history. We'll revisit and look back next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. 
you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. There are a few things during my career in this business that I remember exactly where I was the day it happened. I remember the OJ chase. I remember driving in my car in Topeka, Kansas. I remember exactly where I was when Peyton Manning and his flight was being tracked to Denver. Mm. And I was on the air at that time, too. And I remember exactly where I was roughly a year ago today doing the show with you. I thought I was the one who broke the story on Aaron Rodgers because I was told by somebody and I didn't see it anywhere on Twitter. And then I found out Dave Logan is the one who had it first. Spread like wildfire. It sure did. And then Mark Schlereth, our good friend, got involved and he was then sort of leading the story on it. What do you remember most about that day? It was the single most exciting moment for the Broncos since Super Bowl 50. More exciting than anything in any game, more exciting than anything in any draft, more exciting than any pickup that they made in free agency. Until Russell Wilson came in, obviously. Right. At that moment, all this, like, you, it went from hopeless to hopeful. Right. Um, and it seemed real. And remember, it, it kind of it built that day because remember it, the whole thing, the ball started rolling down the hill when I believe Adam Schefter about, went on air about, about one thir- about one thirty or so in the afternoon, yep. and reported of the discontent between Rogers and the Packers regarding the contract situation. But it 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 hit a boiling yeah. point during our show. Yep. When I was told this thing is going to happen and I can't remember where we were in our show. I remember we were talking about it and it's like a, it's like a really fast car. And then all of a sudden you, the driver changed cars into a Tesla. And if you've never driven one of those, those things would kill any car at Corvette SS. A Camaro SS off the line that an electric car flies off the starting line. And suddenly using a star Wars reference, we were in hyperspace mm-hmm. and it was flying fast. I remember calling my father after the show. He's like, no way. Well, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be here. And then we got took on a year long journey. Mm hmm. To have nothing happen. I mean, the interesting thing is that I was I, I was told by people in and around the Broncos draft room that there was a legitimate buzz and excitement over the possibility of it happening that night. That night. Yes. So, and then as the night was going on, George Payton is still looking at and considering Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Now we have part two as the draft is going on. And it was pretty much at that point, I thought this Aaron Rodgers thing is not going to happen. Right. Suddenly there were conflicting reports. So now, okay, now let's look at the draft. And I can't remember who put it out. And even if I knew, I would not embarrass that person right now. Right before 
the Broncos picked, somebody in the media, I believe a friend of ours, put out someone local. Justin Fields yep. is the pick. And what was so interesting about that? When I saw it on Twitter, I called a buddy of mine who's been covering Ohio State football for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I told him Justin Fields is coming here. And then the pick was Pat Sertan. And he sent me back a laughing emoji like, mm-hmm. wow, you were really off on that. It was like a two-parter. And both were an unbelievable read until neither happened. Mm-hmm. We were just waiting for Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I was told that Peyton wasn't crazy about either of them. I was. I did not think they would draft either one of those guys. But well, when I saw with, that report, I was like, wow, maybe he does like Justin Fields. With Fields, it was not a uh, concern about football. It was, and it was not a concern about anything on field. It wasn't a concern about leadership, football IQ. It was a concern about the seizures and the health. And by the way, that, and that, and and as I, and as I have gathered, that is, and I know that uh, I think Charles Robinson also reported this of Yahoo. Uh, that is why the Broncos did not take field to that spot. That was considered to be a deal breaker, mm-hmm. from what I was told. And what I didn't understand was the concern was playing under bright lights in a big game would throw him. And all I'm thinking is playing a lot of bright lights, big game, big, big games at Ohio State. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking those two don't add up for me. Yeah. But I was told that the seizures gave the Broncos and specifically George Payton major concerns. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with Justin Fields. Sometimes, and this is said in sports all the time, sometimes the best deals are the ones that are never made. Mm-hmm. If they take Justin Fields, Russell Wilson's not on this team. If they take Justin Fields, there would have been zero chance Aaron Rodgers comes here. Might have been a different spot. The other thing we'd be talking about right now is Justin Fields learning a new offense with a new coach. Right. That's the other, the, the one thing you kind of look back on it and say, while this current situation in terms of coach, scheme, holistic environment, I think this situation would have been wonderful for Justin Fields Yep. and his development he would have had that after effectively having a year wasted. Well, looking at, look at, let's look at the quarterback situation over the last six years. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear our conversation with Garrett Bowles tomorrow. And he went through every single quarterback that has played behind him with the exception of one. And we're not going to tell you who it is. He forgot somebody. And I was like, wow. Because that was a pretty significant quarterback. But he went right. through 95% of all the quarterbacks. And when you hear this list, it is pretty darn impressive that Garrett Bowles remembers all of those guys. Different offensive systems for all these guys. I mean, how many different head coaches? Garrett Bowles got drafted when? 2017? Yep. Who was this, who was this head coach then? Vance yep, Joseph. Vance Joseph, yeah. And then had Vic Fangio. And now has Nathaniel Hackett. How many different offensive coordinators? Has Garrett Bowles had? Yeah. Mike McCoy, Bill Musgrave, Rich Gangarello, Pat Shermer, and now Justin Allen. So all of these guys on offense who have been here since at least 2017, there aren't a lot of them, but all of those guys have had to go through the same thing that Justin Fields would have had to go on through for one year. Mm -hmm. That stuff happens. But at the end of the day, it's an upgrade over Pat Shermer. No doubt. Yeah. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? 
The Rockies already finished up their game today. The Colorado Avalanche play today. We'll talk about the two local teams that are uh, currently playing after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, whether it's a deck or a fence or something like that, save money, get better product, go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products online, rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Rockies already finished up their game for the day, and unfortunately, it is a fourth straight loss and their first series loss of the year. Today, they lost 7-1 in Philadelphia. C.J. Crone, however, is second in MLB with seven home runs. New York's Anthony Rizzo has eight, and Daniel Bod tied for fourth in the league with five saves. So there's some positives, even though the Rockies have just lost four straight. Your takeaways after the series in Philadelphia. Regression to the mean, thy name is the Colorado Rockies. Saying that Crone uh, is, uh, is leading the league in home runs is kind of like in the game of golf where you are on a par four and you're chunking your way up to the green and you nail a 60-footer on the green for a double bogey. And I refer to that as whipped cream on top of a crap Sunday. That's what that is for the Rockies. It's great that he's leading the league in home runs. I have this comp- What's that? Second in the league. Second in the league. Either way, he's having a great season. No reasonable person would argue that. I think I had this conversation on the air with Nolan where we were talking about the San Diego Padres, and I said the National League West is the best division, arguably, in sports. And he came back to me, and I understand we're early, said, no, it's the American League East. Right now, the Padres are 13-7. and They're sitting in third place. They'd be tied with Milwaukee for the top spot in the Central, and they'd be one game behind the Mets for the top spot in the East. The Giants are 13 and 6, the Dodgers are 12 and 6, the Padres are 13 and 7, and now the Rockies are sinking fast 
in the National League West, just one game over 500. To your point, Mace, regression to the mean. That's what a four-game losing streak will do to you in this division. Yeah, this is an this is an average team. Average probably means fourth place in the NL West. Right. Well, that's where they probably should finish. Yeah. Listen, they're only two games ahead of the Diamondbacks, who are eight and eleven. Right. Just in case you missed it, the Nashville Predators in town tonight, taking on the Colorado Avalanche, 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. Miko Rantanen back in the lineup. The Avs have gone 1-2 versus the Preds so far this season. Eric, you described the game versus the Blues as a must-win. They did win that game. So how do you take? Uh, how do you view this contest, their penultimate of the regular season? They need to win out. They, they need to start a little bit of a streak. They need to start playing with playoff intensity, and this is where it begins. They had their four-game losing streak vacation. Now it's time to pick it back up because they had that team meeting before the game against the Blues. You only get so many of those. You can't throw up on your shirt over the final two games and then have another team meeting before the playoffs. Who would you rather play in the first round, the Stars or the Predators? Predators. I mean the the stars. Okay. If you'd rather if you'd rather play the stars, you want to lose this game. You know, players don't look at it that way. I know players don't look at that that way, but I wasn't asking how players look at it. I'm asking organizationally. If you'd rather play the stars, then you don't go out and show all that much tonight. Well, you know what? I'll put it to you like this. If you said the stars. The stars are one point ahead. The Predators have a game in hand. Right. But if you know, but if the Predators win tonight, they're one point. I'd up rather each, each of them have one game. I'd rather have momentum. I'd rather these yeah. guys be feeling good about themselves. They are the best team in the conference. The only team that gives me a little worry is the same team that does that for you, and that is Minnesota, because they mm-hmm. love to muck it up. They are not loaded with offensive guys. Star, the stars will muck it up too, right? But not to the same degree as the Wild. No. But the star, but the stars will, but the stars will try to play physical on you. And oh, and to their credit, still have plenty of players who use that, who ground, who use that grinded out style all the way to the finals back in the bubble. Right. So, Avalanche play the Wild the last game of the yes, season, they so do. we'll get a get a chance to see them in a regular season game before they get going in the playoffs. Just in case you missed it been talking a lot about the NFL draft so far. We'll talk about it more in the second hour. Which school do you think has the most first-round picks this evening? You're better equipped to answer that than I am. Mm. Kind of an obvious choice. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, your national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. I can see that. By the way, what are your thoughts? on? Might have the number one overall pick, too. Uh, with uh, with the winds appearing to be blowing in the direction of Trayvon Walker going to the Jaguars at the top of the draft. What are your thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson? I know some people will love him. Yeah. I don't think he has as high a ceiling as Kayvon Thibodeau. I agree. The motor is, but the motor is more consistent on Hutchinson right. than it is on Thibodeau. I think if he gets drafted by Detroit, and I think he will, he might just get lost there. Be like a lot of players get lost in Detroit, unless you're unless you're Calvin Johnson, and then you don't get lost there. Unless you're Barry Thanks. Sanders, and then you don't get lost there. 
then you're just playing for a lost team. Right. I don't know if I'm as high on Aiden Hutchinson as everybody else. Well, in general, the top of the draft compared to other years isn't isn't spectacular. I agree. Yeah, this is there's a reason why Jacksonville, in their attempts to trade down from one, has not found any palatable suitors. Right. No one wants to be in the top five of this draft. Next year, you won't have that problem. Everyone's going to want to be in the top two. You're going to, yeah, exactly. Uh, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Uh, they have the best appliances out there. That's just for starters. Whatever you want, they have. You need something to fit your budget, they have it. But what sets them apart is their sales staff because they have people who've worked there for decades. They are going to ask you the right questions to get you what you want. Not one refrigerator fits for everybody. You have certain needs, and that's where they specialize. And that's what makes them great because they're going to get you what you want because they're going to ask the right questions. They're going to listen to your answers, and you're going to get what you need as opposed to the shiny object, and that looks cool, they might say that might not fit your needs. You go to a big box store, they'll sell you the highest price thing that they can. That's the way it works at big box stores, not at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, George Payton has sought advice from a lot of people, a lot of people, about this upcoming draft. He sought the advice of somebody who... Well, let's say wants to give his advice, but let's just say a lot of teams would not seek advice from specifically. We'll explain next.